Hello there, and thank you for joining us here at Lions Guide, where we empower you with the resources you need to reach heightened levels of success in your performance, leadership, and in business. On these episodes, we set out to explore the stories of our guests and the lessons they've learned. We also interview various subject matter experts and review books and other resources to help you establish clarity, have courage, and lead the way. I'm your host, Dale Walls, and I'm the founder of Lions Guide. And what I've got for you today is a recent episode from the Flip Side of Leadership series with Lions Guide Leadership Development Director, Keith Flip Griffin. In this episode, Flip and I dive into Keith's new Lions Guide to Everyday Leadership. Uh, the Lions Guide to Everyday Leadership is a downloadable PDF ready sheet, as we call it, on Lions Guide about the 10 benchmarks business owners need to master in order to be order to become the leader their employees want and need. We dive into the concepts of the Ready Sheet, review, we review our own insights surrounding those concepts, and we discuss the key takeaways from the PDF. This is a great episode. You're going to love it. And if you'd like to get out there and check it out um, and go through it as we are going through it, uh, it's out there on lionsguide.com forward slash resources. Again, lionsguide.com forward slash resources. Before we get started, Hit that subscribe button now so you don't miss any of our other great guests and content. Also, make sure you head over to lionsguide.com and check out our other free resources, including other ready sheet downloads, book reviews, community events, live streams and training, new courses, discounts on memberships and workshops, and a whole lot more. Especially if you're a business owner who wants to perform and lead at your highest level, head over to lionsguide.com and access our free resources today. And now let's start the show. What is up, everybody? We are back. We are back. We are back. Uh, good to see everybody here again today. And thanks for stopping by wherever you are. Uh, hey, buddy. Hey, Dale. How are you, my friend? How you doing? Welcome to the Lions Den. Yeah, good to good to see you. Um, as always, once a month, Dale and I get together and we get to chop it all up, chop it up, and be real and raw about everything. And uh, today will be no different. I think we have some good topics. We had a good email, I think, or uh, excuse me, a good post on uh, a trust. I think we're going to talk about um, a little bit later on. Um, but I think. The first thing I think we want to really talk about, uh, I know I do. And by the way, I just got back off vacation. So I'm in my in my hoodie today. I'm feeling relaxed after I was off the coast of Maine on a, on a ship for a week, which was great. Um, I think we want to talk about everyday leadership, don't we? A little bit? For that, I think it's the Navy's birthday today, right? It is. That's right. Hoorah. Look at this. Yeah, look at this. Look at this. Marine. We got we to start there. We got to look at this right. Marine telling this sailor. What's you got to tell your big brother a happy birthday every once in a while. Right? And by the way, everybody, he did not mention that that he was going to say that. So, of course, he wanted to make the sailor. That's a true Marine fashion. Didn't didn't tell me about it beforehand. <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Yes. Yeah, happy, happy birthday happy to the birthday, Navy. Squid. Thank you very much there, Devil Dog. I appreciate that. Um, uh, big announcements the past week. I mean, we might as well, you know, JT, JT's coming on board as performance director. I'm I, coming on board. Uh, well, just not coming on board, but officially titling as the leadership director, which is great. Um, and we've got some stuff out there. I think it's we might as well start to start it with that, right? Yeah, let's start it with that. I mean, so the exciting part about that is, you know, this Lion's Guy journey for the last a uh, year, well, two years really now. And, and man, it's crazy. And, and for you business owners out there, it's wild 
how fast time goes. Like I, I in my head, I, I talk about things like it was last September. And then when I go back and look, I was really uh, the one before, you know, and, and <laughs> kind of this journey. Um, right. But anyways, um, you know, it's it's awesome. You know, is this something one of the founding principles of the intention of Lions Guide and working with business owners is talking about what a business owner is versus, you know, being self-employed where you create yourself a job. And that comes down to team, you know, like, sure. you know, there's self-employed roles, right? A doctor's office has a doctor that that business depends on the doctor, you know, right. and that that's really a self-employment role. Sure. Um, now you'll and same goes with lawyers and accountants and things like that. But what you'll see is practices develop where the, maybe the founding doctor brings in other doctors and, you know, they all start to kind of, you know, so on. And, and this is what I love about business and here at Lions Guide and, and you and Jay coming on is, you know, we start to share roles and we start to get focused on our passion areas. Uh, we get to share hats, right? We, we um, maybe get to take some of the burden of the business management and let others focus on their passions. And that's where like you guys come in, especially for me, as far as like founding this business is I, I love the fact that I love, I love performance. I love leadership development. I love business development, but man, I cannot go swing at the fences on all three of those things every day, all day, sure. all month. But what I can do as a founder is start building the, building a platform that serves my intentions there and <clears> what <throat> I want to see business owners. And, and the way you do that is you bring in great resources that are passionate respectively, like you as the, the line, official lines guy leadership uh, development director, right? I'm, I'm passionate about leadership like you. And I'm with that, what I just said before, Hey man, flip. I love what you, I love how you love leadership. We're on the same page with that brother. Go get it. Tell me what you need. And now you get to go focus on your passion and I get to support you in that passion. Right. And, and then and in, in tune, we're partners in serving people, in that capacity. And the same comes along with Jay, the most recent uh, member to the team who is our performance development director. Same thing. I'm super passionate about performance, but I want to start shifting gears into the business development side, you know, for business owners, because a, a mistake I've seen of many business owners, not just in the last year, but just in general, um, business owners get so busy, they stop working on the business. So um, this third pillar you know, in addition to performance and leadership coming out of Lions Guide is business development where um, I want to start shifting gears for 2023 to help our clients folk work on the business because that's what we've done so far, right? We've given them the opportunity to work on their performance, to work on their leadership. And now let's start getting uh, that, that third pillar established where they actually work on their business and how to do that. Um, and this isn't like a, Hey, we've got the business formula that you have to follow. It's still in, in line with the performance leadership, uh, areas as well Is that we're just here to challenge you to find your answers, right? I, I look at a business as a piece of art, man, like no one's going to tell you how to paint your, your work of art, man. So, uh, our job is to come in and empower you and, 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 you know, embolden you and, and, and provide some enlightenment on how you get that done. And yeah. And I think that's a, I think a great point that, and I know with everyday leadership and, 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 and I know with every, I know what Jay does too. And, and he's on right now, which is awesome. So shout out to Jay. Hey, but um, I, I, I would, I would make a very, 
bold statement to anybody to say, look, nobody's going to tell you how to run your specific business, right? I mean, you could take a pizzeria in Chicago, a pizzeria in Detroit, a pizzeria in Seattle, a pizzeria in, in Buffalo, and they can be run completely differently, even though they're making pizzas, right? I mean, it, it can be it can be very different. Now, there's basic framework for things, but I think the way we've, and, and to, to your point, the way that myself, Jay, and you think about the different pillars that we have, which is, you know, the performance and the leadership and the business, I think what you end up with is, is that you end up here at Lions Guide, I felt like, and why I really plugged into it and put all my off time into this is because I, I truly feel like, like you can, there's a place for you to come and, and let go, right? Like, it's not just about you learning about stuff, but it's a place where you can come and go, where can I be vulnerable with other folks who have been through it, who have seen these problems before, who can at least give me an angle or a non-biased opinion about maybe some I mean, an issue and they're yours. And I think that that's, that's, that's was the point of saying, look, it's your issue that we're going to try to add these tools to your, to your toolbox with and say, okay, and they're not all going to be there, right? I, you can't, out of my 10 benchmarks, maybe two of them don't work for you or you can't get them out right now or whatever. And and mine are specific and we'll get into it, I think. But, my, and I think Jay's is the same way and I know yours are. You're only, we're only giving templates. Like that's what, that's the whole, we're giving templates based off of experience and and what we've seen and what we know has worked in the past. But it's really your journey. Like, and I think everybody needs to come with that from, from every angle. There's no, I, I had a, I had a group once tell me like, this will always work with every single person. And I, and I, and I know you and I had this conversation about it. I, that I don't, that's not, that's, that's not how lion's guide is. I know for a fact. And I, and I know that that's not always going to happen. Like there's good and bads and stuff, but like you said, Business, whether you're a small business, a big business, whether you're a CEO, whether you're a founder, whether you're a, you know, whether you're a, a large team leader, either way, like everything gets in the way, like everything, there's so many other things to, to worry about or that come up and then these fires that you have to put out or the teeth that you have to pull, you know, sometimes you're playing firefighter and dentist more than you're playing anything else. And so I, I you know, you're either pulling teeth or putting fires out. And so I just truly feel like I'm, I'm, you know, obviously we're on the same page, but I, yeah, this is, this is your journey and we're just here to, to kind of help, you know, get you, get you through it and, and give you those, that mentorship stuff, right? Either the kick in the ass or the reality check that your baby's ugly and say, hey, hold on, you have mm -hmm. a problem. You need, but again, I, I, it's so much easier and it's so much nicer and it's a lot more fulfilling. I, I will say this on our side and I know you probably feel the same way. I love it when people find the answer themselves, right? And and you just you see them light up and they go, dude, I get it now, right? Like flip, I understand. Like okay. that makes total sense now. I can see it, you know, because you're shooting holes. And it and you know, it's not that's not a negative thing. That's a that's a positive thing to see that. Yeah, you know, and that's what we we're saying earlier around just the our goal is to empower and bolden and enlighten, right? Yep. Our our clients, right? And and the enlightenment factor is really, you know, and I'll put this another way, right? Uh, beach ball. Um, we, 
I feel like we're, we're a thought development platform, right? Like we, like, cause you even mentioned templates, but even the templates that we give, like they're really just to give insights to consider and, um, our worksheets, like as far as the sessions are, are really like, there is no right answer there. There's your answer. Like, you know, it'll be a question that says, you know, what could I do better here? Or what are two areas that if I improved, you know, blah, 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 like, like, they're thought development exercises, right? It's not, you know, you know, like you were mentioning earlier, like what are the four things that all leaders must do that'll work every time, right? Like it's not that, <laughs> right? Um, it's, it, but, but it's coupled with conversations in in what's working and what's not working, and and I'll go like you were saying about like this will work every time. I always have to go back to like my jujitsu roots here because like jujitsu is a sport that it's so various and even as a black belt, you're still learning, right? Like, you know, you have made mastered a number of things, but you know, there's all shapes and sizes and capabilities, right? Of us as people, we're, we're all equal, but we're all different. And that is the same in our leadership and and business journeys is that what works for me, just like in jujitsu, like I'm long, lengthy and skinny and a lightweight. What works for me is not the same that's going to work for like a guy that's 225 pounds and five, seven, you know, like, and that's the same here, right? We're both, you know, at, at maybe same levels as respects to the sport, but our tools, like our methods, the things that work for us have to be different because we're right. different right. and that's the same thing here. And that's the point, right? Like we can't give like, here's the recipe. And if you follow it, everything will be great. It's just, we come in with the full open awareness that everyone's different. Everyone's circumstance is different. And that's a, that's a disclaimer I give in all my conversations with, with clients. If I, if I'm going to a a recap of something that worked for me in the past on a certain challenge that someone's facing, I'll say, Hey, I've been in a similar situation. And let me just tell you that story and see if there's anything there that'll help you. Right. It's, it's never a, Hey, this is what you need to do because this is what I did because that was 10 years ago. That was a different area. That was a dif- different person or team member, right? Like you just, you know, it, there's no one size fits all. It's just what you decide to do and how you decide to adjust after seeing the results of that. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's honestly, if everybody wants to know, that's what makes it fun. Like to yeah. me, it does, right? Like it's like as an ADHD kid and probably still an ADHD adult, it's always different, right? Like it's never it's never the same of doing things. Like if you ask me, do you want to go? And I know this is near and dear to your heart and to a few of our listeners of running a hundred mile ultra marathon. <laughs> to me, I would be like, I would shoot my brain out, right? Like I would, you know, uh, but you told me, do you want to go do an Ironman? Sure. Cause I get to do three different things. Right. <laughs> and I, like when I'm sick of one, I could go to the other. When I'm sick of that one. I could go to the last one, but uh, leadership, like to your point, that 225 pounds, five foot 10 guy, you may have the exact same skill sets, but his, what he's using is different. But my, here's my thing. And this is a, the last analogy before we, I think we should get into it, but is that at some point he may have to do what, let's say you do, I don't know, whatever move, let's say the walls move, right? <laughs> like I have one. Oh, I, have I, I figured you did. I've, of course you do. Right. Everybody does. Um, but he may know the walls move, but that just doesn't work for him or whatever. But there may be a time at some point in time where he goes, man, you know what I should use right now? 
it's raining the wind's up and man the walls move might be perfect for me right now right like stupid but but that's the best thing about leadership is that and that's why we both have and that's why we we are our readers as well you can i can read anything from everybody and I, and i and i'm starting to do for those of you who don't know i'll have a tidbit box we have a brand new website up uh with a, with a bunch of new things which is really great we have the leadership everyday leadership is up there we have the ready sheet that's up there um for the members and then we're also we're also going to put a tidbit box up where i just throw some of my things that i think are important and one of those is going to be the book reviews and, and everybody knows dale and i are, are avid readers we do the book review every single month uh this this month we're going to end up with start with why by simon sinek and but i think I have all those books because I take little bits and pieces from each of them. I, I, I'm not a, I'm not super, even Powell's 13 principles. I don't, I'm not, I'm not clinging to every single one. All of Mattis's stuff. I'm not clinging to every one. I have two or three that I take and go, yeah, that I can make that. And then, and then I make my own. And I think that's what, that's what it's really all about. Right. And, and, and I know Jay does kind of the same thing with the way he does for high performance and, and everything else. So, um, but yeah, so let's, if you could, let's, let's talk about it. Can we talk about it? I'm excited. Wait, which one this. you want to talk about? Let's talk let's about, talk about talk. everyday leadership. Let's talk, let's talk about it. About, let's talk about everyday leadership. What, yeah. what, what is it? What, what is it? What, what inspired you to kind of go where you went with it? Um, fill us in. So I think, I, I've I've thought about it a lot because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully start to go on this podcast tour and and people are gonna ask me the same thing about where this kind of came from and and I would I think I looked at everything in life that I had been through and I looked at I've read a bunch of books about some very famous people who were very high up and I thought about that they were making the same decisions that that their most crucial decisions that they made. Those weren't based off, those were planned decisions, right? Like I'll, I'll use example for Ride of a Lifetime. Like his decision to go after Pixar or to go after Marvel or to go after Star Wars, those were major things that were planned out in meeting after meeting after meeting, right? But the end result was he, he ended up doing a great thing and got things to merge. Big leadership decisions, right? But then when you read in the book and you look at the smallest decision that he made when 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 the the tragically the the child was eaten by the crocodile in in Orlando that wasn't a planned decision and it was things that he was doing and he was feeding off of his everyday emotions of how he was doing them right mm -hmm. and I looked back in time over the stuff that I had learned I went to you know I went to uh, the Naval War College to the Naval Leadership and Ethics School and I I was I felt I was going to go there and be enlightened by all this leadership knowledge. And it was really about how to take care of yourself through all this and what to expect and that you're going to get pulled in 16 directions. And that to me, all that stuff combined, and there's been many numerous kind of examples of that. I just looked at it all and I was like, you know, it's not about the major stuff. It's about the everyday things that we do that becomes people don't, people don't congratulate you on, that you you save the company $27 million, they congratulate you because you changed a small policy or you gave them an attaboy that day or an girl that day. And they stay because they're, they're they're not, it's not the big things in leadership that are the there's the glue that holds things together. It's the small everyday stuff. And I and I just mm -hmm. when I looked at that, I kind of said to myself, you know, I I have there I didn't see it out there, right? I saw people diving into psychology and and worrying about, you know, 
uh, you know, people's uh, different personalities and how that drove things. I saw, you know, all this big stuff that was out there. And I just kind of said, we're, it, this this is every, this every day, right? Like if if I'm if I'm a company, the company doesn't succeed because of the CEO. The company succeeds because of all the people that are back there, right? Like like it's just it's going to be that way, right? Like yes, does the CEO, does the founder have have influence? Absolutely, but you, nobody can. We, we already know nobody can do stuff without a team. Nobody, very very few people in this world are successful without without being a team. They may have thought. You know, they may have the things, but, and I just thought that's, that's the everyday stuff that people do. And that, that really led me to believe, okay, this, there needs to be something out there for the everyday person, the everyday business owner, the everyday leader, the everyday team, man, whatever it is, that was just, it's, it's gotta be that. It, like, it's, it's gotta be the small things. And and I, again, I, I self-proclaimed have, have always told people a sci-fi nerd and loved the Lord of the Rings and that like the the Gandalf quote of you know it's the small things the everyday deeds of ordinary folk that that keep the darkness at bay I just I just turn that into like that's that's what leadership is that's what people have to be good at is the everyday stuff not the not the big decision stuff right you know it's I just thought that that was important I was gonna note like you know the power of that quote <clears throat> is the truth of it but also the recognition of it's so easy not to do the little things every right. day right and that's where the leadership comes in is that that conscious effort to maintain consistency when right. i know it's a part of your your um your course as well but um just the importance of it to to not moonlight in it you know, um, and, and just it's the, it's consistency of like doing those little things every day. And, and like, you know, I'd say like, sometimes I look back on like my leadership roles and say, man, you know, certainly there's the, the, the requirement of the leader to kind of like paint that vision and, and call the North star and set the, set the commander's intent. hundred percent. But you know, are you familiar with dark matter? Like in science, they talk yeah, about like, absolutely. There's, there's the things and then there's everything <laughs> that's in between that right. like we refer to as dark matter. Right. Yep. And I feel like sometimes like being the leader is you're, you're kind of like everything in between kind of holding everything together. Like you're, you're like the glue that's keeping the team together. Right. You're just kind of conforming in and kind of like, does that make sense? It, it 100%. And that's the whole point of it, right? The whole point. You said this in the beginning and, and we didn't, again, as, as everybody knows all the time on, on the lines, then this is this is us just, this is not planned of, of what we're saying. You said it in the beginning. Sometimes you get, you get so busy running the business that you forget how to, right? Like, so the point is, is of everyday leadership is that when these things become, and, and I'm, I'm a full participant in saying you have to be actively, you know, you have to actively make sure that these are, are that you're checking yourself on them. Right. I mean, let's take marriage, for example, right? Like anybody who's, this is 60% divorce rate in the world, right. In America anyways, that's, that's insane. We were just on our 20 year anniversary trip last week. And so it, it we just heard that thing it's while we were there. It's, it's going to be interesting to see the stats of pre COVID versus. Oh my God. Right. But geez. But here's the funny part about that. Not it's not really funny, but but like it's not the big things that make a marriage work. It's the little stuff that you do that make a marriage work, right? It's the 
it's 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 just always those little things that keep it going. It's not major decisions that you're making because you're going to plan on major decisions and you're going to you know, you're going to you're going to learn about when when something flares up. Okay, what we know what ticks each other off, we know what doesn't, we know how to control, you know, we don't always do it perfectly, but but so my point was it my point to the whole thing was is that it it's always the small stuff that you know, they say small stuff matters, right? And, and and Paula said that a million times, but I just, it was, that's what's in business. I just thought it was like, nobody's focusing on that stuff. It just, they, they just think it, well, that just happens. Well, it, it, I don't think it just happens. I think that if you recognize it, you apply yourself to it, you show examples of how it makes sure it's doing it. And then you check yourself on it and going, am I doing it? You know, and and I break them up into four things, and we can go into that. But or three things, excuse me, three three different categories. Is that if you focus on those things, I think then what you end up with is uh, you end up with a, a well round leader. Then then you can go work on the business stuff, right? If you're taking care of this stuff, the rest will fall. In my opinion, anyways, the rest falls into place, right? You don't have to worry so much about, you know, like. All the extra pieces. If everybody's, you know, if you if you handle by ten, in my opinion, the ten benchmarks, um, I think you end up doing that. Yeah. So so what's you know what's the kind of like the flow? You know, you put together the everyday leadership ready sheet, yeah. and that's just uh, the plug it out there for those looking for it. If you go out to lionsguy.com, check out the resource, the new resources section. Uh, you'll see that at the top of the list, and you can download the PDF and check that out. But you know what? Are, what are, what's kind of like how you view this everyday leadership? Like, what what are what are the kind of like the areas you know, and how you kind of like compartmentalize? You know, because you got ten benchmarks. So how do you? I do. Compartmentalize yeah, these and things? and I I had to break them up. And I'll be honest, I I went um. It was recently that I broke them up. It was probably because I had ten benchmarks, and I was like, man, this will work out great. And I was honestly, mo- we talked about it before. I was modeling like. Powell's 13 principles and saying, oh, I'll just come up with 10 things that whatever and, and, and doing. And then I, then I had to think about it and said, where do I really set these? Why, why am I doing it like that? And then I need to focus three different, in my opinion, areas. And the first one I, I chose was when I thought it was a, immediate was core beliefs. And so for those that don't know, I was a medical guy before I flew on those kind of helicopters rescuing people. And so medical, so I do a lot of analogies to the body, right? And I always had to start with what, what makes the most sense and what keeps you alive. And that's your heart. And I, and I truly, you've talked about this before when you talked about courage, clarity, uh, and, and leadership as your, as your core beliefs, as our core beliefs, I should say in lion's guide. And I really looked at our, our, at the core beliefs as the heart of leadership. And that has to come from within, right? It, 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 the core beliefs are built off of where you grew up, whether how you grew up, right? You've, you've said it a hundred times and you're not shy about saying, Hey, I wasn't a good 17 year old necessarily. I was not in the right direction. Jay does too. He talks about kind of living up and having that. I wasn't, I didn't have that type of experience that was like that. And so mine was a little bit different of just being a dismayed kid, whatever, but it doesn't matter. All my core beliefs have come from that starting then and then moving forward as to what I learned and saying, you know, when I look at it, what ends up being the most important things to me? And so, 
And I even divided that into two of saying, okay, honesty, consistency, and transparency is the most important thing that I immediately unconditionally give in any leadership situation that I'm, that I'm trying to be in. Cause I've, I've just seen it work better that way. It, it, it eliminates problems if you keep it that way and you minimize a ton of stuff later on, but truthfully it's, it's at the core of, of who I think you should be. And then having that trust, loyalty, and respect. And this is a two way, and we're going to get into that, that, that post that was there yesterday with trust, but it's what I learned even recently, and I knew it, but you know, God opened my eyes was, is that your core beliefs are two ways, right? It, it goes forward and backwards with your team and your company of saying, look, this is what you believe in. And this is what you're trying to, you know, to, to gain of trust, loyalty, and respect. And you can give it automatically, right? It's, 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 that's fine, but you're still building it. If you don't think you're trying to earn trust from people every day, like you're wrong, like, because do one thing wrong and what happens? you're going to lose whatever you've built up. Right. I mean, sure. you know, and so I just, I looked at the core beliefs and said, that's the heart of leadership for me. And, and of everyday leadership was, was my core beliefs. And in the course, and we've talked about this just in this, in this stream is that everybody's different. And I encourage that. I encourage how you're going to find what's important to you because Dale, Jay, whoever, you know, all the people that have signed up already and who will listen, you're, you're going to find your own beliefs. I'm just going to help you get to that point and saying, what got you there? What are the things that you, you may don't, you may not think transparency is the best, right? If you run a law firm and you're like, transparency is not the best thing. No, I get it. I understand. Right. Well, so it's, it's the, it, it comes down to the tools. Like, like right. we talk a lot about tools. Like we're here to kind of provide tools. Transparency is a tool, sure. right? So absolutely. When you use that tool matters just as much as how you use that tool. Um, so yeah, no, I'm with you there. What's um it, it's funny, you know, you mentioned this. So yeah, let's get into this trust a little bit. So so the post, uh Stephen Fracken, he's been on the Lions Guide podcast early days. Um uh been been a long time associate of mine these last few years. He's he's built a, a tremendous uh IT services company. And so uh, it's nice, you know, he's one of these guys that's nice to talk to and kind of like over lunch and just, you know, show our scars, nicks and, sure. you know, tell our war stories, so to speak, um, as, as CEOs. But, um, you know, he, he made a post about, you know, trust being a two way street. And uh, it, I really thought about you because what he pointed out, like, you've got to trust your people. Uh, they've got to trust in order for them to trust you and vice versa. And um how important it was to a team success in, in having a, a culture of trust and maintaining that. And I thought of your quote, so I'll let you drop it here. What your quote is, drum roll, Yeah, please. so it's it's my quote, and and, and again, I, I made this up a couple of years ago, but it's honesty, consistency, and transparency from the top down uh, builds trust, loyalty, and respect from the bottom up. And I truly believe that. And so, you know, it dawned on me as I read that, like in that moment, uh, because of, of trust at the top of your list, so to speak, uh, among the, the core beliefs, um, that this two-way street of trust, I, I took your saying and I said, wow, well, it actually goes back, you know, you say it backwards as well, right? So sure, honesty, absolutely. Uh, what is it? Honesty. Honesty, consistency, transparency. Transparency can build from the bottom up. Right. 
You say it because you got it. See if you can reverse it on. Yeah, so it's on. So then you would say, so you'd say trust, loyalty, and respect from the top up, the top down, excuse me, uh, builds honesty, consistency, and transparency from the bottom up. And and you're absolutely right, right? I, I think when I did it, I wanted to make sure that I was intended, though, that the the onus is on the leader, though, to be the, the pinnacle of that, right? Like, we talk a little bit, and I do, I talk a little bit about being a good, like, when we talk about leading up, we talk about, hey, how do I, how am I a good follower, right? Yeah. Because that was one thing when, and, and, I, and I'll tell, I'll tell anybody this. When I, when I transitioned from uh, E6 to E7 and I made chief, I got told explicitly, you're never, you're never going to be in charge of this 40, 60 person group. And she put, it was me and another person in the room. And they had seen already that we could lead. But what, what I didn't realize at that point, and they told us that, they're like, we know you can lead, right? You're, you're, you're sailor of the year, your aircraft, right? You, well, we know you can lead. We're not worried about that. I don't need you in front of everybody doing that. You're passionate. What I didn't realize what they were doing was they were teaching me to be a follower, right? Because there was another post that was posted yesterday about like, hey, what do you think about military transitions and people asking for money? And I said, you know, the number one thing we have to realize from transitioning out of the military was is that we we need to make sure that uh, we humble ourselves to go, we're starting over again, right? And, And I always used to say is every single rank, you're going from the top of one pile to the bottom of the the next upper pile but you're still you're still down at the bottom and that's humbling but you had to learn how to be a follower and so what but so for my quote i'm st- and i still talk about it in everyday leadership is you need to there's a way to learn to be a good follower but it comes with someone setting the tone of of how that's going to be right and if you so so when i wrote it and totally two way street of trust Absolutely. I, I slightly disagreed with one of the, the people who said, you know, it's it's got to be given automatically. I don't think it's given automatically from a follower, right? From a standpoint, you can give it automatically from a, you know, it's it's the old, you know, I'll, I'll, until you screw up, I'll, I'll trust you until you screw up type of a, you know, type of a thing. But I just think I just, I just kind of look at it and said, okay, but from a leadership standpoint, you got to be the one to make that first move, right? You got to be the one engaged for for all the reasons of of power and title, of I'm getting paid more, of whatever you want to whatever you want to pick of of that we separate classes of of people in some way, shape, or form. There has to be someone to take the reins and say, okay. And so I I had always thought saying, hey, look, you're gonna build that stuff up, and you're gonna that's what you're trying to gain from the people that you have the privilege to lead is, is those, th- you know, those other three, but wholeheartedly believe it's, it goes both ways. Right. Like, but you got it. Like it's hard for employees to be, to be transparent. Right. Because they're, they're always worried about is someone coming for my job? Am I, if I like, I talk about this one all the time with it. You got to have a really good culture that you trust that if you leave on, on vacation, and somebody takes your duties that your company doesn't go, well, wait, wait a second. That dude can do both duties. Why are we paying both people? Like you don't, you can't have a, you can't have that culture because you're never going to get then people being transparent. They're always going to try to be single points of failure so that this way they're, and look, you, you need to, sh- so we have to shed that, right? You have to shed that belief, but that, that creates 
someone from the top saying, I got you. You know what I mean? Like I, I understand well, that's the loyalty, right? Like loyalty yeah, is one of these six core beliefs, right? Right. Um, and, and you know, and, and I wanted to kind of like say it. I pulled the post up here. I wanted to kind of say it back the way I I saw it. Um, sure. Just without being all tongue tied, right? Like you say, honesty, consistency, and transparency from the top down builds trust, loyalty, and respect from the bottom up. Right. And kind of along your point here, right? As well, honesty, consistency, and transparency from the bottom up builds trust, loyalty, and respect from the top down. So taking your example here of the employee, the team member who is reluctant to give up the good, so to speak, on how to do a job while on their vacation, because they're fearful of it would put their job in jeopardy, right? Like that's it right there, right? That's a lack of honesty, consistency, and transparency from the bottom up, which would build the trust, loyalty, and respect from the top down. So when you're going on vacation, just to use this kind of nuanced example, right? Like, and you go, hey, boss, just want to show you, I know you didn't ask me to do it, but I put together this SOP on everything I do all all throughout the week. I know Jill's going to cover for me. I, I gave this to her already. I briefed her. So you have it, blah, blah, blah. That's honesty, consistency, and transparency. And if I had someone give that to me, I would be like, wow, man, this one, there's the trust, the loyalty. I don't want to lose that guy, that person. Right. And I respect the hell out of that. Right. It's, you know, so I just wanted to kind of use that example is like the, the, you, you get what you give, so to speak. And that's what I thought was so powerful about taking your saying and flipping it over to the, the reluctant workers. Now, one thing I want to point out, and and I want to bring this up because it's something uh, it's good to know as leaders is the power of impressions. So you mentioned earlier about trust not being automatic. Some people do, some people don't, right? But we are all constructed of impressions, especially in our mind, right? Like, so if you think like a plant, if you have a plant in poor soil, but it's enough for it to grow, like its fruit's going to be lacking a little bit. It's going to have some some issues, right? Yep. Um, that's because of like, you know, how it's been cultivated to that point. Sure. So if you take that plant and you put it in a great environment with all the nutrients it need, it's going to grow different. It's going to be improved or whatever. So if you think about, like sometimes you might have an employee coming in that doesn't trust you guys right away because they're coming from an environment that was poor culture and they did have to watch their back. I mean, hey, look, man, there's no shortage of bad leadership. Um, so I, I just want to throw that out there because it, it shouldn't be, it's it like we're, top of this episode right like everyone's different right that, that's, right that's in followership too and that's yep. that's a result of their impressions right you talked yep. about your upbringing and and as compared to that 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 jay went through or i went through or anyone went through right those that we have we have different impressions that br- brought us to where we are in our experience and how we look at things and that's okay you know like we're, we're different you know and and that's where the saying again comes in where as a leader, you know, that honesty, consistency, and transparency will build the trust, loyalty, and respect from even those who come from a poor leadership environment. Yeah. Cause you don't like, you know how you see that thing and, and you see the memes all the time with like, you know, sometimes it's Robin Williams, sometimes it's someone else. And it's like, dude, you just don't know what's going on with people. Right. And I, and I, you have to start someplace. And so I've always put the onus on cool. Then start with the leader. Right. I've, I've trusted that you've sent me a resume. I trust that it's the correct thing. I've, I've screened you to see that it's, that it's that way. Right. I I'm going to trust you to that effect. Right. I'm going to trust you with those things. 
And I think as we get into this, right? So we can transition a little bit here. This is a, probably a good transition point. We can we can transition to everyday leadership now from the core beliefs to now the core abilities because what you're doing is you're starting to move on now to, okay, I'm going to give you my trust. You, you may not trust me because maybe your boss last time screwed you over or the company said it wasn't going to you know, cut people and it did a plethora of reasons of why an employee could not trust an employer, right? And and we can argue that employers could get on and, and argue with us and say, well, I can't trust employees because they want to hop around all the time and they want this, you know, this, this, this lifestyle that's just not attainable. Listen, go back to your beliefs, in my opinion. And if you're honest from the beginning with them and you're talking to them from the beginning and saying, this is the right and, and we'll get into the applications which is like building your foundations but if all that's tr- if all that's transparent in the very beginning of what your expectations are then they're either going to say well that's not what i want and walk away and that's fine but too many people don't do that right too many people well i'm try i need a person so let's 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 not let's not give everything out of the bag or, or whatever. And and I understand there's times that you want to, you know, you want to get things for cheaper. So you, I get it. I, and that, that whole process is, is it's a pain in the ass to do. And I, I, I get it. I understand why that's happening, but if you could be transparent about things up front, I, I just, I just feel like if, and that's again, for me, that's a core ability or excuse me, a core belief of just being that way. And, and as transparent as you can be to do that, but then it leads to me into to the core abilities, right? And I and I break my core abilities up in everyday leadership in, into three sections too. And it was important for me. And this was a late change. This was one of the things that I said, you know, if I have my heart, which is my core beliefs, I there has to be things though that make me function every single day because those are the things that are those are deep. Those are those are never going to change my beliefs. And I and I kind of looked at it and I said, you know. These abilities, though, these are my these are the muscles. These are the 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 working. These are the bones. These are the stuff that happens every single day. And, and I I had three sets. I, I looked at them in three sets. And and obviously I played off the word abilities if you looked at them. But I did them for yourself, for your team, and for your company in, in kind of a a magnitude, almost like a ten thousand foot view, a you know a five hundred foot view, and then a and then a, a ground level view. And and I truly believe good businesses have their eyes in three places. This is just my opinion. I I think they have their eyes in the sky and looking at what could be. I think they have their eyes on the horizon to see what's coming, you know, at them. And then I think you have your eyes on the floor uh, at your feet to see, to see where you're going and and finding those small hiccups. That's my opinion. And I did the same thing here. And so for, for starting off for yourself of your core abilities, that was accountability, observability, and responsibility. And, and, it goes without saying, holding yourself accountable as much as your other people, how do you do it? It's the number one question we get asked all the time. Observability of just being present, right? Making sure that, hey, I'm in the here, I'm in the moment, I'm engaged with my employees. I'm not just, even if it's a tele thing, you have, they have to have that, right? They can't just, you can't be a ghost leader that you're not there and they have to be able to observe you kind of almost sticking to your guns and saying you're doing what you're doing. There, there has to be observations of that happening. And if it doesn't, you know, you end up being a false leader and that's not, you know, that's not what work. And then responsibility of, of, of being able to say, look, you know, 
we talk, we get to, the second most question is how, how do I delegate things for responsibilities and, and our responsible people that people can kind of, you know, am I keeping up my end of the bargain of what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I taking responsibilities on? Am I delegating them the way that I need to? And that, that gets into the last one too. But, you know, so I looked at those first three and I said, those are the three for yourself that you have to kind of look in the mirror and say, hold myself accountable before anybody else, making sure I'm present and, and making sure that I'm doing the responsible things necessary. And those are the first three is what I looked at them. Um, and then the second three was for your team. So now it's almost outward reaching, right? It's not in a mirror anymore. So now we're kind of looking, looking a little bit outward. Um, and that was dependability, right? Not only are you doing the things, but are you, are you doing them to the level where people go, Oh, I know he's always going to be that way. Right. I know he's, it's, it's a, I know she, I know I can depend on that person being availability, right? Not just that you're there in your, but are you available to people, right? We've, you and I have talked about open door policies a lot about what you can do and whether they're legit or not, but being available isn't just about answering a question. It's being there and kind of making sure that we're not spaced out on stuff. I had a boss one time who, God, God bless her. But every single time you would talk to her, she was busy with something else that she was, you know, and that's, that's you, you, you pick up on those things. Right. And then the last one is relatability and relatability to me is the, the most important one for the team side of the core abilities. And that was because I just truly believe like, I'm going to take a mid-level manager, for example, they have the they have the information from the top and they hear what's happening up there. And they also have the information of the bottom of, of what's going on. And you're, you have to have an ability to relate that stuff down and up, right? So what needs to get filtered up and what doesn't the top need to worry about because we can handle it at our level. And then what stuff at the top, sometimes, you know, I, I wrote this the other day, sometimes you got to be, I think I, I wrote something. Sometimes you got to be a, a shit screen. It's the best way to put it. And, and that stuff that's happening from the top, you got to be able to say, okay, this is why we're doing what we're doing, taking ownership of it at your level. And then saying, this is why we're, this is why the company is doing what it's doing. Um, and you got to be able to relate that. And, and as a CEO, you got to be able to relate that stuff down to people because I think it's important. And it, it falls to me right back into transparency of saying, if I can relate it to you and really tell you without giving you some, so we're doing, you know, in some bullshit, you know, political statement, just, just be real with people. Like just, just be real and say that because they need to prepare and they're not, they're not idiots, man. They're, they're definitely, they're definitely not idiots. They're, they're going to see through kind of that. And so you got to be able to relate that stuff because sometimes it is necessary. You know, you and I talk about BD versus, leadership development versus business development, sometimes BD has to rule out, right? The, be the best thing for the company to stay in business and to keep getting people checks is to do things maybe that people don't like or create a policy that people don't like. Just, just be honest about that, right? Hey guys, Dale here. And I wanted to take a quick break to invite you to join the launch of the Lions Guy community called The Pride. You see, whether it was at work dealing with the demands of the day or maintaining the demands of my life at home, I always seemed to feel like my struggles were unique, like somehow I was the only one struggling to find joy amidst all the weight that I felt I was carrying each day. And you know what I've come to realize is that we all have our struggles that we're up against, and it's pretty demanding. The only way to rise to those demands is to decide and make the change to adopt a growth mindset, to be what I call a high performer. And that's why I started Lions Guide. I want to help you break through to the next level of you and your ability to not only meet, but exceed those demands on you and in doing so, find your joy again. 
If you're a growth-minded individual ready to make a change, then I'm here for you. And this is how you get started. I invite you to visit lionsguy.com and sign up to join the Pride. The Pride is the Lions Guy community for growth-minded members like you. Once signed up, you'll get special access to all the free content and resources I'm putting out there. You'll also be invited to join my live online events where I host sessions on personal growth and high performance. You'll also be able to engage with other growth-minded members on our private online group. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast as a member, you'll get access not only to all the podcasts, but also the podcasts that have been yet to be released. So get access to all this and more. So break out of that rut, break into your next level, and join me on lionsguide.com, and let's grow together. Go to lionsguide.com and become a member of the Pride today. Now back to the show. Well, that's a Marine Corps, you know, primary leadership objective, yep. secondary leadership objective. Primary leadership objective is mission accomplishment. Right. Secondary is troop welfare. That's not right. abandoning either, but it's to your point here that no business, no job, right? No perks. Like, you know, sometimes like the the mission, the right. mission has to come first. Now you can accomplish the mission and still take care of your troops, but sometimes the mission is right. going to dictate, you know, um, you know, but I, I agree, right? Like that's the point of transparency where you just got to come to the table and go, guys, listen, I know you love the fact that we cover a hundred percent of your medical, but things are tight right now, you know, and I know it's tight for you and it's tight for a business, but this is one of the areas that we have an opportunity to survive through this recession or whatever. So unfortunately, you know, this is right. what we're going to do. You know, we're going to have to cut, cut here, right. Be so that we can sustain, right. So that we can sustain going forward. Because if we keep for the next six months paying a hundred percent, like by our forecast. And, and, and I think the importance of this type of stuff is the transparency shows <clears throat> the work that sure. went into the decision. You know, I think that's really important where you go, look, we sat down and this is how we came to this conclusion because if you just go, Hey guys, we're cutting it to 75%. We're not paying hundred percent of your medical anymore. Why? <laughs> That's it. Right. You'll see it in your next paycheck. <laughs> Good right. luck. Times are tough. But if you go and look, we sat down and here's the top couple things that we considered. In fact, this isn't the only thing, but it's this thing and that. And the reason we came to that because we felt if, we cut this instead of that. Here was the repercussion. So you kind of just kind of just explain right. how you got here. And it's the transparency is so much more appreciated sure. and it's relieving, right? Because now the employee doesn't have to go, well, why didn't they do that? Well, why not? Why this and why that and whatever? Um, and it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to check all the boxes. And that that's where you do need to um, ask for the other, like, you're not going to think of everything you need to explain. There's going to be, so there needs to be some two way, I think to kind of, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you need to, that you would like clarity? Yeah. On? Cause I, um, I, I, I look ahead. at it back to, so when I used to do, I used to teach uh, emergency medicine. At, I did it in my duty station in Puerto Rico and I did it. I used to teach EMT, right? I used to pride myself on not having any questions at the end and, and <laughs> right or wrong. I, and it wasn't because I, I, that the, the, I, well, I don't believe anyways. It was because we had that class was like, is there any questions? And then people just didn't want, I was, you could tell you, if you, if you figure out flip at this point, you know, that I was probably pretty active. I was, you know, I used humor a lot. I, I tried to relate things as best I could. And I felt like at the end of the day though, my, I used to do PowerPoints very wrong. I used to do them, you know, with, with, actually not wrong. I used to do them probably before my time at this point, but 
I would write them how I knew I was going to present everything, right? Which is how you're supposed to kind of do a PowerPoint, not just put all the words on there and then put definitions, right? But I used to pride myself that there was not a lot of questions at the end. And I th always thought, man, if I'm a leader, I don't want to leave all these hanging fruit out there for people to go, well, wait, what about, wait, did it have to, right? Because think about it if you just talked about it. And we're going to get into two words that you talked about. You talked about sustain, like you're using this example and how do we sustain. If people understand that, hey, we're not because of, and just if we had to do it this way, because of what's going on in the world, we didn't make enough money X, Y, and that's leading to this decision, which we had to make. We could have cut in X, you know, B, C, D, and E, but we decided on doing, you know, O, Q, P, R, S, T, because this is the way that it was. Listen, right or wrong, people may not like it. People may not go, well, I wouldn't have done that. All good, all fine. But at the end of that conversation and the next time something happens, they're, to me, they're going to know, go back to that ability for your team and go, dude, I know that they made the best decision that they could with what they had. And I don't think we should hide, like that's mm -hmm. transparency completely in, to me in an, like, you don't have to worry about it. It's, you're never going to get the right, people are still going to be pissed. They may still be pissed off that you cut their health care 25%. But at least they know, and there's no hanging things about why, are they just being dicks and just wanted more money? Are they getting, like all those extra things happen. And I just, if you eliminate that, like to as much as you can, I think it's so important to be able to do because it leads to the last part of the abilities, which is it's which is the ones for the, company right and that's this and and it probably came about more uh when i thought about covid and what happened with covid and and i thought about adaptability weatherability and sustainability and i break them up very differently because i looked at covid and i i saw businesses that survived and thrived and they were able to adapt to what they were doing and what was happening very quickly right um, restaurants taking their servers and turning them into drivers. And now they're just giving food, right? That's a great example of, of businesses that kind of stayed alive in, in this whole thing, right? But then I thought about, well, that's just not enough though, because there's a lot of BD that goes behind the scenes in that, that you just don't, it just doesn't magically turn on to be that way, right? Like, are you paying now for car insurance? You know, are your insurance fees going up because now your drivers are driving with your, like, there's a ton of things that go into that. But then I thought about, well, weather ability and saying, okay, maybe you couldn't do that. How do you weather that portion of what's going on? Right. And, and be able to say, all right, we've got, it's the rainy day clause. Like, how do we kick this weather ability in? Because it's going to be, it's going to be shitty for a little while here. How do we how do we weather this storm, right? And then you may or may not adapt mm. before or after it, but you got to weather that initial kind of piece of it all. And then the last part of it to me was about sustaining it. Now all of a sudden our lives have changed. We are a different company because of that. Sometimes you adapt back, sometimes you don't, but how do we sustain it? Now if we're doing that and maybe our customers like it, how do we sustain that because maybe our 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 employees don't. Now maybe I'll, our employees are saying, I don't want to drive around all day. I want to go to one place. I want to do this. Now we're sustaining, you know, employees and saying, how do we keep? So I looked at the company part of your abilities and 
and looked at the planning and and I know people emerge people somewhat emergency plan, but I, I just thought it was important for those abilities for you to be able to say, okay, there's I s- adapt, weather it, and now afterwards, how do we if whether we adapt back or not, how do we sustain it? And those three abilities to me, I thought were because each one of them come with different leadership challenges within it. And so it's not just about business decisions in there, though Though I use it as that. It was really about the trifecta of how do we do this for our company and make sure that we're, you know, that we're prepared for it from a leadership standpoint. You know, what I like about kind of where you went here with sustainability, which is important for, you know, business owners in this, you will go back to our little situation right. where we're making cuts, Right. And, you know, so talking, you know, we're talking about like, hey, we're adapting so that we can weather this situation in the sustainability part, like I, in the back to transparency, even in being transparent about it, it may be a good idea to go, hey, and we're going to revisit this situation, right? We, we expect to have to right. do this for the next six months, or we understand that this is one of our milestones that we will revisit the situation, right? Cause you're, you're sure. something's changing, right? So you, there's kind of like a, a decision to make, is this an exception or this is, right. the, is this the new rule? Right. And, um, mm-hmm. one of the things that as far as business development side, you know, business owner needs to understand working on the business is, you know, you want to build systems, right. And, and to sustaining here, like, that's like, you make a decision and how do you systemize that decision? And other times you're making a decision because you're managing an exception. Right. But you kind of got to keep your eye on that, right? Like, because if that same exception as, so you think exception keeps coming up, well, that's kind of telling you, oh, this might be a new norm that we need to kind of pivot and adapt. And and I just want to put out to everybody, to, to reiterate this point one more time, I promise you, Dale and I have do not talk about what we're going to talk about on the Lions Den beforehand, right? But and, and so this is not planned of what he said, but but he le- maybe we've been doing it so long, it's so a good thing. But what he's talking about leads us directly into then the third part of everyday leadership, which is the core applications. And the first one is what you're talking about. And that's, that's building your foundations. So my, to me, the applications now are when pen meets paper, what do you right? So my heart is pumping the blood in my body. My muscles are making me hold the pen. And now I'm writing what is, is dictating now, now your application of everyday leadership is what can I do right now? Everything else so far has been somewhat internal about you looking at things now, how do I put things to paper and say, what am I actively doing? And the first one starts out to be, which is, which is building your foundations. And what I've seen too many times, uh, especially with young companies and that are starting up and, or, uh, sometimes, sometimes departments who I'm taking over a new department and now I'm coming on board. Right. What I, what I found important was, is, is that startups will go, I'm, I'm going to use Google, for example, right? You can't start a Google the way that they are, right? And what I saw, you just can't, right? In in, in a plethora sure. of ways, a cornucopia, if you will, since it's Thanksgiving time coming soon, of why you can't do that. And that's because they've been that way for a while. And you can't just all of a sudden say, this is the way it's going to be because you don't have foundational rules of saying that. Now, listen, this is to me, building your foundations is all about is all about operating 
in black and white versus gray, right? And so you have to be able as a leader to be able to know that you're going to operate in the gray a lot of the time. And, and I think it's a good thing, right? So there's a good thing to have foundational rules to say, hey, listen, this is how we do business. Very black and white. Here's our here's our standing operating procedures. This is the way we do it. These are our workflows. These are our processes. These are our HR rules, which is another big section that says, you know, do this, don't do that. All good. However, not everything is written in those things. And as you grow as a business, you're going to find out very quickly that those rules, you may have to, like you just talked about, is that is that changing? So I add one more piece of foundations, which is what is a company norm for you? Is that changing where it needs to be a company norm? Is the norm that you get to please be here by nine o'clock? Or is it we're okay with people coming around at 9.05 because we get it, we understand it, we're chill, whatever the cases are, right? But remember, you got it. And this is where you're, this is operating in the gray, right? And so I will tell everybody, and everybody can probably relate to this, as a young employee, sometimes you 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 get inundated with the black and white and say, these are the rules to play by. And then you see someone do something that may be above you and it's not being handled the same way. And then you may say, well, that's not fair, right? And it, it happens all the time saying, well, that's not the same way. I'll use a military thing where we had discipline and you may see someone doing the exact same or what you believe is the exact same crime, if you will, I'll, I'll put it in, in those or discipline infraction and them getting treated in a different way than someone else. And I'm going to tell everybody there's a reason why you want to operate in the gray. Once you have your foundations is the only, excuse me, is the only way you can operate in the gray and why it's important. And I, and I talk about this a lot in everyday leadership is because when you're a leader and you have all the information available to make your decisions, you're going to find out that that person may be a single mom on hard times. And so there may be a reason behind it that no one else knows about, right? And you're not going to explore that and share that with everybody else. So should you apply the rule the same way? I don't, I, again, we're, this is hypothetical, but maybe there's a difference. And maybe there's a difference for someone else's reasons why it's not being applied the same way. And that's, everybody should know, if you have that culture, the beliefs, if the abilities are being done, your team will then go, we understand that when we trust and we, we respect those decisions because we know they're not based upon black and white, stone cold, this is it. Because we don't, you can't be that type of a leader, right? And so people have a hard time with that one. And again, you have to build this very, everything has to come together for, you to be, for people to be able to believe. But if you're transparent, if you're honest, if you're, if you're consistent in how you do it, People will go, okay, there must be a good reason for it. No problems. Let's move on, right? Like that's what you're going for with it all, with your foundations. And I think the the, the thing to kind of give leaders some grace in this area, like this gray, is because we want the simplicity of sure. rules, right? Like Because like once the rules are established, like there's our guardrails. We don't need to think as much anymore. Here's our rules. But the problem with that is um, sometimes you don't know. Sure that the result of such a rule or such a policy, you know, there needs to be one. So you create one. Um, but in my opinion, you know, this, it, it need it needs to be created in a little right. Shape, uh, absolutely. Right? Right? Like, you know, it's not, no. it's not straight up. This is the, the law. Now it's the, there's an issue that we need to solve for. This is our first draft of trying to solve for it. Again, we're going to revisit it as we see the results. So maybe your point about there's an infraction, 
you know, there's a punishment, but now there's right. learnings from that punishment. So then those learnings from the punishment might dictate the punishment for the next time. Right. Yeah. Kind of continue with that because there, there may have been an intention like, you know, young sailor did X out in town. This is how we punished him so that sure. this doesn't happen again. And it happens again. Well, well, that sure. didn't work. So yeah, and, and it's, it's like everything else, so, right? If you're if you don't think your rules and your foundations are a living document or a living organism, you're wrong. They mm -hmm. need to be a living thing. They can't be concrete where where it's not able to be fluid, right? They have to be able to do that because they right, have to be malleable. Great, great word, like right? The, yeah, like, I, they they have to be able to be do that because again, you just and again. You can't do that though without the whole I'm trying to avoid the word culture as much as I can but you can't do that without this trust and without this respect without this loyalty up and down you you can't do this without that right and so to me that was like the first application that I was like man you need to make sure that these are in place to be able to do and sometimes that's a reset that's the hard part sometimes you have to go back and go hold on we should have done this from the beginning. We didn't. Let's go back and do it. Just trust me. It's going to be better. And now we can hold to it. That's a great yeah, point of transparency. It all boils right? back you down know, to it, right? Hey, we yeah. realized yeah. this was and wrong. You know, Politicians get criticized all the time for flip-flopping. But when, when people go back 20 years and go, man, you used to say this back then. And now you don't. Like, hello? Like, <laughs> I like, you want this. Like, you want somebody to be enlightened of the fact that we made a mistake. We're changing it because, and you know what? In two weeks, we could change it again because it may have been the wrong change or, you know, you hear about overcorrection too much. Like maybe we overcorrected. So let's change it again. Like it's okay. And I, again, you could talk about change fatigue and I know Laura comes on and loves to talk about change fatigue and how it does affect people. It does. But if you're open, if you're honest, you're consistent about what you're talking about, uh, and you're transparent about it and you're not trying to hide things for different reasons, people will accept it. And it, and it actually doesn't become change. It just becomes. Well, right. if it's progressive and intentional, right? Like there's a difference of yeah, like yeah. whiplash, like every day it's something new and, Oh, you were here and like to your politician thing, there's a difference of like, yeah, you know, 20 years ago in different time and circumstances and a certain level of naivety in my own, right. right. That's how I felt. But today, right. I, I feel different because I've, again, got 20 years of impressions. However, when you make a decision yesterday and you wake up the morning and now the wind's blowing east and you go, you know what? Screw that. Right. You know, now, now you're not. Right. Now that's Absolutely. change fatigue. And I, I've seen that in organizations where it's like, you know, just and, and to me, that goes down to like the leaders yeah. chasing squirrels, man. Like there's there's a squirrel run across the dusk every day and they're just yep. swinging for defenses every time. And, you know, uh, and, and if you're the type of leader that like if you sleep on something, you change your mind, like don't don't be immediately decisive. Like there's an issue. Be the guy that's guy or gal that sleeps on it and then My, allocate I, time I, to give it. Focus, and I don't do it know, for any other reason, because I know he doesn't watch bananas. this. But I, I my, my boss is great in the fact that he. He may bitch about something on a Friday that happens or whatever. It's it's just a situation and events, which is I think is great. But he he very rarely and I I absolutely absolutely applaud this and I and I preach that it should happen this way. Very rarely does he make a decision on it until Monday, right? And and Powell says sleep on it; it'll be better the next it's day. Important. It's it's that mentality of saying slow your brakes because nothing. We used to say this all the time in the military. It's written in blood. Oh, okay. 
and, and everybody used it, right? Like the cooks would be like, it's written in blood. Like there's very few people of the tip of the spear that really like rules are, yes, rules are written because that, I get it. But like you can still have a lot of time to make decisions about stuff in le in leadership anyways that you can do so. Now some, there are some snap things, you know, you're out on patrol, you're in a helicopter, you got to make decisions. Leader, I, I understand that, not a problem. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. But but 95% of the other things in the world don't need to be made that fast to be able to do it. And, and again, that's where you take these things all into account. And that, that really leads to the second one, which is being brilliant on your base. And, and before we yeah, run yeah. from Go this, ahead. can I just give some permission to some yeah. of our listeners on this one? There's your permission to wait. Like if it doesn't need to be decided oh, yeah. right now, like, and, and I say this because there's going to be pressure to make a major decision Yep. right now, right? There's going to be pressure from either the subordinate or a partner or, you know, colleague or whatever, like, Hey, well, I need an answer. Like, do we though? Like, and, and right. so give yourself some grace, despite the pressure of, of someone demanding, like in these, like I said, there's going to be the, uh, severe prioritized times where you do have to make a snap decision, but on the big decisions that you should sleep yep. it off, do it, you know, um, and don't, you're going to get a better pressure, decision. And go. especially when you, when you, if you have a decision to make, and I've learned this a billion times, if you have a decision to make as a leader and you have the time to be able to make that decision and you have folks that you can go to to say, hey, what about, what do you think, what would you do? That is not weakness. If if everybody anybody believes that that's weakness, that you're not making your own, that is not weakness. That is you being a great, especially when, they're, when they have some magnitude for it. Now, listen, there's something to be said about being silent about stuff and not handling things. But sometimes when it's like, it's a, it's a deal that you need to. And when, when and I'll say, I'm going to quote here, air quote it and say, lives are at stake or big decision. You have to, you can't make snap decisions. Like it's just not, you're just not going to get, you're not going to be thinking about everything, right? It's reactionary. It's emotional. And that's not how you want to be as a leader. You want to be, if you want to be an emotional leader, it's one that it's a compassionate or it's benevolent, like Laura does talk about, versus someone who's just hot-headed and or or whatever. So, um, yeah, I I think that's important. My my second one is about it's it's very business specific, but it's about being brilliant on your basics and and making sure that you stay brilliant on their basics. And and the only way, the best way I can do this one, the easiest analogy, and it's the most business one that I do, is that. Uh, I see too many small businesses. I see too many teams that get off focus of what their real goal is, right? And so I use the small pizzeria. Someone comes in and you're making a pizzas and you're making the best pizzas in a small town. And all of a sudden someone comes in and goes, man, wouldn't it be cool if you guys made paninis? You know what? It would It'd be great if we made paninis. And then they're like, oh man, I'd love to have an antipasto. Great. Let's make some antipastos. Now your breadsticks and blah, 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 knots, whatever else you're into. And all of a sudden, you're not the best pizzeria anymore because you're not focused on your pizza. Listen, there's ways to do all that other stuff, but you need to refocus your team or make sure that it's actively focused on being that brilliant on whatever your basic are. Because too many people get off cuff with that. Too many people look to expand and we have to grow. We have to, we're plateauing or right. Like it's okay to plateau. It's okay to learn for a little while and then grow in, in small spurts rather than this rap. Like, be focused on what you're good at. Be focused on your team and the mission that it needs to be done with. And the rest, those extra things will fall into place and keep them focused on it, right? 
Too many people, this is the, from the, on a smaller point of view, you can end up with a team that you get someone who's going, I've done this now. Now I'm going to work on whatever. Well, hold on. Let's go back and make sure that you're focused, excuse me, focused on what you're doing and focused on your job and being brilliant on that piece of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I referenced Belichick here where he, he brings in and said, just do your job. Stay focused on your and those all those pieces will fall into place and we're going to end up, you know, meeting the mission. And in his case was winning the game. <laughs> That's what it took. And I think people get lost in the sauce too many times and they chase the squirrels and, and bear, you know, shiny objects and all that kind of stuff. And I, you just need to make sure that you go back to it. It's not something that you have to do all the time, but go back to it and refocus and go, all right, are we good at making that pizza? Are we still number one? If we're still number one while doing extra stuff, cool. But if we're not, or we've slipped, maybe it's time to go back on our basics and be brilliant on those things. And I th- always thought that was important. Yeah, and it's back to the intentions, right? Like, you know, having an intention um, and, and just, and it goes, and also calls for strategic intention, rather, it's probably a better way to put it, like, you know, changing gears, changing lanes, adding services, making major changes, like, what are you solving for? That's what my, my, my pocket tool for that right. is like, what are we solving for? You know, it, it is there a gap in the market for <laughs> right. panini's, right? <laughs> it, it, you know, or is there already a number one guy in town, you know, and just because we're the best pizza, yeah, you know, absolutely. like you said, so, yeah, for sure. And then, then we, we take a. We take a turn. I also admit we take a turn in, in the applications port and we're talking about, we, we talk about the, the, the spam stuff. And um, I fully, you know, with sex, power, alcohol, and money. And and I don't want to dwell on dark, you know, people talk about, well, you're, you may go negative here. I Listen, it's not negative. It's not a negative thing when you're actively knowing and just look at any article in any business thing that has, someone has gotten in trouble for. And I promise you it had to do something with sex, power, alcohol, or money, and something of that getting out of control in some way, shape, or form. And look, we're human beings. I'm not, everyday leadership, you and I both know we're, we're not judge. I'm not here to judge anybody. Nobody can judge anybody. Um, you just, you gotta, but you gotta be able to know what's there and how the pitfalls and challenges change sometimes when you're, when you're hitting those things and what could creep in right? Whatever that is. Power being especially the most important one because you don't see it coming. Sometimes it, you can get intoxicated by it, right? You have access to more information. You have access to knowledge. You're a mid-level manager. You know the top, you know the bottom. You can easily take advantage of that in some way, shape, or form that you wouldn't even know about how your power could change that way. And I I just, for the everyday leader, again, it could be as simple as you putting a can on your desk and saying, I just know that I don't want these things to get out of control. I, I just think it's important. I, I, I think it's, it's, I, nobody talks about it. There isn't a soul out there that talk about controlling those type of stuff. And I just think it's super important to say, why be, don't, don't be quiet. About it. Like, don't, I'm not hiding from any of it. Right. I want to make sure that I'm active. With so it. I got, I got oh, a question go. for you on this one. And maybe I won't even give it to me the answer. There's, I, I, I want your perspective. So you've talked yeah, about the book Relentless, absolutely. and he goes into the dark side. He talks about the require, like the what? Oh, the cleaners are have a dark side. How do you feel that fits in here? You know, um, even if you want to, you know, I'm kind of dropping it right. It's the dark side. Yeah, Tim Grover. Tim, is yeah. it Grover? Tim Grover, right? Says like the, the the cleaners, the Jordans, the you know the 
yep. the, the number ones, the goats. Like Absolutely. they have a dark side. Where does that fit in here? In in what you're talking about with spam, I think to be a cleaner you know, is to be like there's very rare, like it's rare to find cleaners, right? Like if are there cleaner leaders that have a have would it, say it again? Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. I mean, and if you looked at Kobe, if you looked at Tiger, if you looked at um, Jordan, and he's specifically talking about Jordan and Kobe in the book, but they were absolutely leaders in some respects, right? And in a society, at some points in time, we, you're so high, we we don't, we we just okay, cool. Like Kobe's incident that happened in in Colorado, and I'm not not here to defame a, a, a person who died, but we we kind of covered it up and we forgot about it, right? America forgot about what had happened and, and you know, tragically, it's, of course, now that he's, we don't talk about it, but it, it wasn't talked about two years after because you went and won championships. Whether that's right or wrong for society to do, it's not my judge, right? It's not my judge to be. I don't think I think what you end up with is, is you end up with being so committed to something that you have to have releases in ways other. And I think that's what Tim's talking about when he talks about those things is saying you're so committed to something and and, and in ways that you and I, I, I don't believe, I don't believe we even touch that realm. Right. Like, I just don't believe we do it. Like take, you could take people like, I, I always talk about it. Like, like Howard Stern and Michael Jackson, like, Howard Stern goes to therapy every single week to make sure that his demons don't fly out. And he uses the radio to be able to kind of, you know, to, to, it's his cathartic way of getting it all out there. We've accepted what he's done. He's been, you know, like even primetime America has accepted it on, on, you know, when he was on America's got talent, like we come around to the fact of understanding it, but you look at like Michael Jackson, alleged Michael Jackson, and allegedly what it you know with young kids, and you're like, man, how could you be this bright of a star and yet have this dark? Uh, there is that falls back to my yin yang of about there's a balance in everything. I just feel like you have to have people protect you from yourself at times. Like you have to be able to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like one of our jobs as a command master chief was to make sure that the CEO wasn't going to do something that was going to get him in trouble and go, that one's going to be, that one's, you shouldn't do that. That's dumb. You shouldn't do that. Right. Cause I mean, you just don't know how you're going to come across. Sometimes those people don't have those things in place to do. I, I felt, I feel like when you acknowledge that this stuff can creep up on you, that you're taking an active role then in preventing it and you're letting everybody else know, Hey, I'm not, I work on this. This is not as acceptable to me. I'm not going to try to make that get out of, get out of hand. Right. I'm, I'm going to do things that, that make, make that. I just think when you look at those cleaners, sometimes they don't, they didn't have those things in place all the time. Right. And you can, can you get in, do you think any of those three, let's, let's say Tiger, Michael and Kobe, do you think that they got intoxicated on what they were doing and, and not, I just mean it in the sense of like, there was such a commitment to be the best that they let thing. We're starting to see maybe with Tom that's happening to Tom too, right? He's getting a divorce or potentially getting this divorce and went back and chose it. My wife and I just had this long conversation about it. And we were like, you know, like you got, cause it was hard for me to pull away from the military. And I know a lot of military members have a hard time pulling away from it. Like you got to just, 
something has to overcome you to go, this isn't as important to me anymore as other things are, right? It's just not that way. Um, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's something that you have to do. And, and I just look at the everyday person. Can the everyday person get, get just as much swooned as someone as, as, as yes, I think you can. I think like an everyday leader can fall into the trap of all these things almost more easily sometimes than, than the big, because th those people are, are in the spotlight. So they know. But it may be absolutely. even a bit out of sight. Like you wouldn't think about it yeah, like yeah. In, in that kind of a sense. And so it's a great question. I, I just feel like sometimes if you have active things involved in yourself to make sure that you're not, that that's not happening, I think you end up, you end up with a better chance to not fall into those pitfalls. Right. And, and again, to me, and, and, and I'm, I encourage my listeners, if people talk about this in other places to, to let me know, I've never heard people talk about the pitfalls and in a very simplistic way of saying, how can I at least acknowledge it? Right. Cause I, I'll tell you every day of the week, it's, 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 it's right here. And right. It's, I'm not <laughs> shy, you know? Well, and I, this is, you know, that's why I, I totally respect it. You know, this lesson of yours, you know, in the course around, because the lesson is controlling right. your spam. So we're talking about these dark side elements, like the, the, yeah. the release valves, right? You're a thousand percent all the time. What's your release valve. And even in, in Tim in the book points out, like some guys it's, right hitting the gym like as hard as until they're exhausted or hiking a mountain or but unfortunately some of them are you know frowned up you know activities that are you know yeah not what you would hope they would be or out of character or even whatever so you know but your point here rightfully so to a leader is acknowledging it aware being aware of it being radically self-honest and I, I fully agree. And and again, they're not all dark, right? They're not, they're not power's different. Like to me, power was yeah. the one. Like alcohol, that's a and, and drugs, like that's it's look, man. I have a gin and tonic, all the you know, like I have a beer with you know, like I I'm not that's not it's not this isn't a goody goody. We don't get into everyday leadership doesn't talk about morals and ethics where where I where it's judging me. Oh, I'm just telling you that there it happens most of the cases when you look at them across has been from these four things to got out of control. And when you think about them, you got to put your own things in place. We talked about this from the very beginning, right? You got to find your own, what's your own, what are your things that you're doing because of that? If it's, if it's, I had, I had multiple people would come into my office and they would go, why do you have a can of spam? That alone made me go. Cause it helps me remind me about the things that can get out of control. That alone, being able to just say that to people was like, oh, and now they knew for, I, I felt anyways, they knew that was what was going to fall into place. Did I do it right all the time? No, absolutely not. I didn't do it right all the time. No, but we're human. And that's the other part of everyday leadership is, is that you're a human being. You're going to make mistakes in some capacity somehow. And it, and it could be completely not of your doing that it's going to happen, but at least you're being able to come out and say, I'm acknowledging that these are there, that they can happen. And they're not in the dark, right? It's not something secret that all of a sudden sneaks up and you're like, man, you know, so 
Um, but let's let's let's. Uh, I don't want to be too much longer here, but let's let's get into the last last couple because they kind of go hand in hand. I was gonna say let's let's keep the last two. Oh, you want to see the last two? Hop out like there and it. download the yeah. guide. So so we're we're you know, we touched on you know a, a lot of the. Um, Honestly, my 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 metabolism like getting to me. I'm getting hungry. We gotta wrap yeah, this no thing. <laughs> the, uh, so uh, no, but I think it's been awesome, awesome conversation. And really, I want to save some more for next time. But you know, uh, yeah. So Flip took all this, and there's a download out on the Lions Guide resource area where Flip put together the Lions Guide to Everyday Leadership, which has these ten benchmarks that we touched on a few of them today. And but there's more, you know. And again, this all about goes back to you know providing you some insights and, and enlightenment so that you can have the confidence that, like we touched on earlier, you know, um, just the intent is to empower you to, to know that things like waiting until making a decision next day, that is okay. Right. Like that is an option. Right. And, and so the flip did a great job. You did a great job yes. putting this together. It's a great resource and that's why it's there. It's a resource for you. Uh, got there and download it, check it out. And, um, yeah, man, that, my man? good. So, this is kind of like your lead on this uh, Lions Den today, which is uh, which is okay. That's all good today. But listen, we had a bunch of comments, and thank you to the Facebook viewers. Thanks for Jay coming on. Um, absolutely about the basic stuff, just to touch on those things that we didn't forget about you. Um, but listen, had a thank. I listen. I gotta I gotta give back, right? I gotta give my thanks uh, to Dale here uh, for empowering me to be able to do those types of stuff. Uh, and to be able to, to, to have a platform to come to you and, um, listen, the, it, it's the start, right? This is the start. This is the start of it all. Uh, we're already doing advanced everyday leadership to really talk about more. We're looking into things about having our small and our large groups to be able to be a part of that. You can attend the workshops about them and we can talk about your stuff. The goal for everyday leadership isn't, uh, to hide things, right? If you're going to come on and you're going to be a part of it, I want we want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear the problems that you're having. We want to hear because we just want to help you get the tools to be able to, to find some clarity within yourself. Right. Um, and whether that's Jay and doing, you know, self-performance and really, really self-development and being a good person first and making yourself mastering that side, um, whether it's self-discipline with Dale uh, and as we move on to business leadership and his success that he's had, obviously, um, with Corsica and, the, and the, the business that he had put through, or with just being an everyday leader, which is part of it, right? We have we have some expansion series that we're going to do, some hopefully some foundational leaderships uh, and some me to we stuff maybe too as well with uh, with Laura that comes on the rant. <coughs> Excuse me. All those things uh, are coming, coming very soon. Um, and we're excited about it all. But go ahead, log on to lionsside.com. Dot com become a member um and uh get access to these things uh and always i'm open to please dm whatever you want to do uh reach out we'll be more than happy to talk and and be able to to kind of walk you through and see what what could be right for you um but uh yeah well good good lines then today buddy a little different than what we've normally done but uh i love talking about it and um look uh, look forward to talking about it more so thank you very much for today yeah, man. Likewise. I appreciate it. And, and it's Thanks, an honor man. to have you here, man. And I love it. It's great work. And, uh, um, I'm happy to, uh, see more people get their hands on it. Absolutely. You know? So get out there and grab it, check it out. Let us know what you think. Let you know, let us know what we're missing, what else you need help on. And yeah. Good. All right, everybody. Thanks get for joining the Lions guide, uh, for the flip side streamcast today. Excited. Uh, next week. 
What do we got next week? We've got, oh, Jay's going to be on, actually. So the two directors will be on next week uh, to talk a little bit together about some stuff. So we hope to see him there uh, on that and uh, look forward. And as always, let's catch you on the flip side. We'll see everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Go Bills. <laughs>